Yes, yes, I've got the script, but it doesn't make any sense. But fine, I'll read it. <clears throat> Hello, my name is Sean Connery. If you enjoy hearing people discuss big, stompy robots, or battle mechs, as they are called, then you have the time to waste listening. <clears throat> and you enjoy listening to podcasts, then you could do worse than listening to the No Guts, No Galaxy podcast. As a matter of fact, it starts right now. No Guts, No Galaxy is recorded in front of a live studio audience. This is an adult podcast containing adult language. Consider yourself warned. Are you ready to join the most feared crusader clan in existence? One so feared it took the uniting of the inner sphere to even present a challenge for its warriors? Wow. Are you ready to use superior tactics and overwhelming skill to wipe the Stravards from existence? Are you ready to join a clan where your codex and skill is everything and where lore is law? Are you chomping at the bit to wake these freebirths from their dream and show them the nightmare that is reality? If so, then join Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy, home of the Sixth Jaguar Dragoons, a.k.a. the Wolf Slayers, also home of the First Jaguar Auxiliary. Contact Khan Ignotis or... Galaxy Commander Drakenveld at clansmokejaguar-alpha-galaxy.engine.com via Comstar to arrange for your indoctrination into the clan. Clan Smoke Jaguar's Alpha Galaxy. Help us put these free births to their grave. <laughs> Listening to the Game Casting Broadcast Network. Live from the outreach studios around the world, this is a No Guts No Galaxy podcast. And now, your host, Phil, a.k.a. Sean Lang. Welcome to the No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast number 48. My name is Phil, and I'm your host. It's October 17th, 2012, and my shout-out is going to go to Rudy, a.k.a. Short Painter, and the comic strip, which is awesome. I mean, it was hugely successful, and God, I can't wait to show you guys the second one. It's it's pretty epic, so... Agreed, agreed. This is Darren, a.k.a. Bombadil, and my shout-out today goes to the guy in front of me when I was driving around town in a white station wagon. He had a uh, hula girl bobble thingy on his dashboard and i just know he's an mwo player it's gotta be brandon what do you got tonight hello this is brandon also known as Patrick hill and tonight my shout out goes to uh first of all snake eyes and the other gentleman who uh randomly joined us as we dropped today uh we played in all light lands it was probably the most fun i had on uh mechware online to, uh to date and second of all all 85 members of the first robinson ranger sitting in our like team speak right now jeez Woo. no no and Greg, who do you have tonight? 
I'd like to give a shout out to whoever developed the My Little Pony TS3 sound pack. It has improved my user experience immensely. Every time they type, I hear Fluttershy squeal. And it is fantastic. Oh my god. Congrats, man. <laughs> I'm glad I don't have to hear that. Alright, George, who do you have? Hello, everybody. This is George, otherwise known as the voice of Duncan Fisher. And my shout out is going to the awesome artist, Stingray. I won't say his real name on here, but he's great. And he created an image of Duncan Fisher, the first ever visual impression. And there it is. And so, his uh, real name is Dustin Baker. So I'll say, Dustin, you're awesome. And he's actually doing some other cool stuff for us. So hopefully you guys will be able to see that soon. And there you have it. That is an awesome picture of Duncan Fisher. I have to agree. I love it's it. pretty much everything I would have uh, imagined. I have heard in the past some talk about Duncan having a uh, eye patch. But uh, regardless, uh, this is the best artwork I've seen of Duncan Fisher ever. This may this is just the younger version. Maybe that happens later on, you know. But he hasn't oh, forked oh. himself in the eye yet. Yeah, and one of the things I really want to bring to your attention uh, quickly in this picture is the background. Not only has you know Dustin been able to capture Duncan Fisher, but look isn't at the that background, a screenshot? All the yes, I mean, and, and multiple. It's look the one at all with the, the blurry readouts. catapult, isn't it? The the screenshot there. It's amazing. He's got all the little readouts, technical, very very yep. cool, all the little details. So Dustin, awesome job. Kudos, man. Can I give a shout out? I don't know. Let me read the fine print. I don't know if that's yes, Garth. What's your shout out? I'd like to give a shout out to my wife Joni, who's also from Newfoundland, and as well as Chris here at work, who's from Newfoundland. Newfies. <laughs> like to say thank you for listening, Newfoundland. All right. Obviously, anyone who supports Garth, it's a friend of ours. So there you have it. Hi, 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 hi. <laughs> Alright guys, I'd like to say welcome to all of our live studio audience. If you're new to the show or if you're just tuning in for the first time, any of that, thank you for uh, being a part of the audience and the community that is growing very, very strong. So thank you. Yes, if you are new to the show or tuning in for the first time. Alright, it is time for the No Guts, No Galaxy News, founded in 2011, reporting in 3049. Hello there, this is Duncan Fisher, speaking to you from Outreach Studios. I know the best of the best when it comes to mech warriors on Solaris. And do you know who they talk about when it comes to digging your ass out of the fire when the shit hits the fan? Armed. The Australasian Royal Mechanized Division. These guys have been slugging it out since Gallipoli 1915. Only now they do it with a mech and a heavy gauss rifle. So if you need to call in reinforcements to get the job done, or simply hire someone for some good old-fashioned payback, call on the professional team at ARM. They'll set the odds in your favor. For contracts and recruiting, turn your terminals to www.armed.net.au. That's spelt A-R-M-D And remember, if you need to get even, get armed. And now for the news. Did anybody get that? Those were both the same thing. New to the show, tuning in. Okay, anyway. Are you looking for more members for your Battletech or MechWarrior unit? For your own unit sponsorship or recruitment ad, go to the donation page on our website at nogutsnogalaxy.net, make a unit sponsorship donation of $20, and your ad will be included in the following show. Uh, yes, we did raise our prices a little bit. Hopefully... Uh, That'll be all right. You guys let us know. Basically, we're just we're booked up until, what, December, Phil? <laughs> it's pushing into December. So instead of units booking up an entire month, 
which may still happen. It's really up to you guys. Yeah, I'm already scheduling into December. So some of these people are like, oh, well, can I have my ad in sooner? I'm like, sorry, there's a whole list. I mean, I'm literally, you know, what can I do? So hopefully this will help. So. And uh, Boo told me that uh, Phil does accept personal favors, so maybe that will help you out uh, as far as getting better placement. Anyway, on to um, the unit directory. That is online. Get listed now. I think we're going to be doing some uh, fine-tuning of the unit directory. Is that correct? Yes, it's already in effect. Basically, units, uh, one of the problems we ran into uh, is we didn't realize how many units would actually be interested in something like that. And so one of the things is you pay 10 bucks, you get 30 days of advertisement being at the top of the listing. And obviously that's being all tracked by me personally. I let you know when that ends and all that fun stuff. So premium listing, it is worth it, gets you in front of more eyes. Are you part of a unit participating in the upcoming MechWarrior Online, MechWarrior Living Legends, MechWarrior 4, Mega Mech, or any other Battletech-related group? If so, reserve your spot on the No Guts, No Galaxy Outreach Team Speak 3 server today. When you log in, contact Sean Lang, Phil, and he will set you up. This week in the international listener list, we have, uh, it's pretty similar to last week. Uh, I'll go real quick here. Five is Russia, same as last week. We have a new entry, number four, Finland, who uh, booted out New Zealand. Sorry, New Zealand. Number three is Germany. Number two is Canada. And still holding strong at number one is Australia. Yeah, those armed guys. Actually, there's multiple Australian units I've seen. I've seen the armed, obviously, that you know lives on here on this TS3. But I've also seen them on other TS3s as well. So there's a huge player base of Australian so as Phil mentioned earlier, the comic strip was very successful. We had a lot of uh, attention on Facebook and other areas, uh, and we loved the comic strip just as much as you guys did. So uh, to let you know, the second comic strip will be coming out this coming Monday, October uh, 22nd. I, no, is that right? Yes. That Put your glasses on, but Baron. <laughs> yes, October 22nd. Um, we've already seen it. It's awesome. You're going to love it, uh, and we're looking forward to... Uh, seeing more and more of these comics from Rudy every week on Monday, they will be released. Uh, but we are also looking for help as far as a comic goes. We need help naming the strip. Right now, Phil has a stupid idea for a name, but so I'm just we're hope- saying, <laughs> you know, we made the reference towards you know peanuts and you know the whole thing, and I was like, if well, you want this comic strip to be called Mech Nuts, then don't do a thing. But if you have a better idea, send your ideas to shortpainter at nogutsnogalaxy.net. And you can find his contact info on our website. See, community for the love of God, don't leave it up to Phil. There please. are people in the audience right now that are like, "Yes, that is awesome." I'm just saying, mm. please, you know. Uh, anyways, short painter at no guts, no guts. They're just trying net. to get their ad sooner, dude. That's all it is. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Uh, of course, with the comic strip, please send us uh, your ideas. Uh, Help, Rudy. We meet every Monday and we go through a list of ideas that are going on and. Battletech, Mech Warrior, things that we might think are funny and so forth, but might not be funny. But uh, if you don't submit your ideas, we'll never know. So again, you got direct access to Rudy himself. So send him your ideas, so we have uh, we can continue this and actually make you laugh. Yes, That's please. The whole point. And this week's community spotlight. Well, first of all, if you have a community spotlight that you would like to submit, send that to spotlight at nogutsnogalaxy.net. Uh, and this week we have two. Uh, one is from Kilroy, a.k.a. Ian, and the other is from, I'm assuming the pronunciation there is unlucky. So why don't we go ahead and uh, link those to the live studio audience. And Phil, what do you think about these uh, 
these submissions? Well, let's just say I've actually been following these two artists for a while. First, Kilroy Ian. He is a college student down in Florida, and he's been working on his modeling and all that. He does a lot of animation stuff uh, in Lightwave and, and so forth. But anyways, he, he posted some screenshots of him working on a, on a film, basically, a project, and it's a cell shaded, so, you know, highlights in black and whatever. Anyways, and he, he's just pumping out some content. So here's the clans trailer he has, and then Unlucky is doing um, one as well. Two different projects using sort of the same style, and his is called Redbone Run, and they've actually got some voiceovers from the Seawolves, Vincent Vasquez, we've had on the show and so forth before he actually was some of these voices. So I just wanted to highlight them because what they're doing is awesome. Now, granted, yes, it's not production, guys. It's not Hollywood. These are guys doing it on their own time. So I want to say kudos for putting all the time and effort into it, and it looks pretty awesome. Yeah, I mean, for me, first of all, I do know that a ton of work went into these, and uh, it's hard for individuals that aren't getting paid and just doing stuff like this in their spare time to do anything even resembling this. That's why we don't see a lot of this out there. So it's amazing artwork. I love the idea of more of these happening. And um, to me, that's the biggest thing that these are, is hopefully just the start of seeing uh, more and more fan-made content like this. I think it's great. We have a local game to announce in Lafayette, Louisiana, at the University of Louisiana in Lafayette campus. God, that's a mouthful to get out. They are looking for people to join a Battletech tabletop game, and they also play other tabletop games. It takes place every weekend. If you're interested, email nxc4020 at louisiana.edu, and that info will be in the show notes tomorrow. Uh, People that enjoy alliteration, encouraged. (laughs) Yes. Are you playing a tabletop game in your area and looking for more members, or do you want to start one? If so, we'd love to announce it for free. Email us at localgames at nogutsnogalaxy.net with your info. Don't forget to send us your pictures or it didn't happen. And don't make it difficult to read, please. Funding for this podcast is brought to you by you. This is a listener-supported podcast, and your donations keep us on the air and pay for such things as hosting this TeamSpeak 3 server, equipment, software prizes, and other projects. Check out our donations page, which includes reoccurring donations, unit sponsorships, George Ledoux recorded messages and ads, and there's something pretty exciting to talk about, wouldn't you say, Phil? Yes, finally. Finally, finally for the love of like god yes like finally fucking finally how many months how many years has it been i blame i blame well who do i should say <laughs> you I just want to blame me just no, go I ahead don't. i know i blame i blame i'm the scapegoat the world i blame yes. the man the man is holding the big down. cruel no, world t-shirts guys is here and it's not only just t-shirts it's actually high quality t-shirts this time we have actually done it they are good to go For those who have donated in the past who haven't got their t-shirts, we've already been in contact with you. You will get them. They are going in the mail. So Everything's shipping. Yeah, so all outstanding orders will be uh, fulfilled. My wife will be sending those out. And I will reiterate, these are amazing t-shirts. This is the best uh, quality we've had from um, all the various sources that we've used. We're going to continue with them. So uh, look for more product being available over the coming weeks, a lot more. And with that, uh, stay tuned because we'll be going live with a lot of stuff on our website. Not only you'll be able to order t-shirts, but other stuff. And of course, we'll ask you what you want and uh, we'll try to uh, come through on that. So there you have it. With certain limitations, but yes. I'm sorry. What was the problem with the old ones? Because the one you sent me was perfect. 
basically what happened is when we went through our first vendor, he was actually losing money uh, because it's basically like an iron-on, which was really good quality. But the problem with it is, is the failure rate anyways. So we were like, okay, well, let's look at another online vendor. Well, we went with direct to garment. And the problem with that was, is it looked like crap. I got it's basically actual... inkjet printing yeah. on Yeah, and I've got the, the rifleman on it, and I, that's what we posted that one picture, and it looked horrible. And so we were like, you know, we're not going to, that's not fair. You know, so anyways, we're looking at a different, and so now it's, we're doing screen printing, which is your normal, but the problem with screen printing still is we have to order in bulk. So that's still one of the things we're working around, but everything else is kudos, so... Well, that's cool. Thank you very much for that explanation. We'll get you uh, one of the new ones, George. I'd, I'd fulfill everyone else's orders first. <laughs> oh, don't worry. I am. All right. That is the news. Phil? All right, guys. Tonight, we have two special guests, and I'd like to welcome James and Jenner from the Arbitration Podcast. Uh, first off, uh, welcome, James and Jennifer, if you'd like to say hello. And good evening, and welcome to... Wait a second. This isn't my show. <laughs> nice try. What can I say, man? Thanks for having us on. Welcome, both of you. Hello. So, first off, we actually discovered you guys, uh, I think it was about two weeks ago, and we sent some contact, but uh, you guys are located over at rbattletech.com, and of course, you also have the Arbitration Podcast. Can you tell me a little bit of your history, how you guys got started, what is the Arbitration Podcast? Well, uh, it, it, it all started with uh, the wise-ass woman next to me who... Uh, Good for we, you. <laughs> we had been dating for a while. We weren't married yet. And she, out of the blue, she was always sort of peripheral into uh, anything geeky. And then she up and announced... I want to go to a gaming convention. <laughs> and Man, this... hang on to that one, dude. <laughs> oh, yeah, no kidding. <laughs> We've been together for 10 years, so that's not a problem. Um, Can I ask what convention that was? Uh, Gen Con. It was, two, it was the uh, 2006 Gen Con that we decided to go to. And at the time, I was really involved in a WizKids click tech community called the Solaris Virtual Arenas. So I thought, you know, I'm the only one in that crew going because I was doing shout-outs trying to say, hey, let's do a meet and greet and no one else could attend. So I thought, oh, I'll do a quick, you know, podcast every day we're there just saying, haha, we're here, you're not. And six years later. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yep. It started off as just a Gen Con thing for this niche community. And then WizKids went the way of the dodo. And we went away for about, what would you say, a year, two years? I'd say so. And what ended up happening after that is that we really wanted to do it again. And so after our uh, honeymoon, we went back to Gen Con and we started covering regular Battletech, still going on the SVA, which had died down significantly. Correction, after Victor was born. Well, no, we did one at Origins. So I, semantics, <laughs> right, guys? <laughs> so you so, have a, uh, a child that you're bringing up in the Battletech universe? I'm... Uh, let me put it this way. <laughs> His full name is Victor Ian Phelan. I would like to point out Victor <laughs> and Phelan were her idea. Awesome. Wow. <laughs> oh, my God. I yes. think my heart was just stolen a little bit there. Nerdgasm really... all over the place. I know it. Oh, just, just wait. We actually have number two on the way. And if it's a girl, you bet Natasha. your ass. Yeah, you bet your ass it's <laughs> Natasha. I'm so. still trying to fight for Natasha Joanna. Oh, wow. <laughs> You're our kind of people. <laughs> I think I've just been one-upped. I am no longer a king of Seriously, dude. and king of battle. I just said, uh, 
um, touche, sir. Touche. So, <laughs> anyway, uh, so we we got into doing the podcast, and we decided to do it once a month because we focus on the tabletop and. There just isn't that much going on to cover it weekly. We were looking at it, and then what? One, me being a uh, being an office rat, and uh, it just I didn't have the time to do it weekly, and there wasn't enough going on to do it weekly. I just couldn't gather content, so we did it monthly instead, and went through all the ups and downs trying to host ourselves. Even though I know jack squat about running my own website, uh, and then finally nightmare. The uh, proprietor of ourbattletech.com saw a new Jack Squad about running a website and said, I'll host you. <laughs> you focus on the content. I'll take care of everything else. And the rest is history. That's awesome. Dude. That is a great story. And I mean, I think uh, I can speak for everyone here. That is a great story. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. And first off, uh, I'd like to say thank you for doing what you guys are doing. I mean, you know. We've only been going for a year. You guys have been going for about six years. So, you know, kudos, man. That's... Six years we've been doing the project. I mean, we've only been doing year-round uh, regular schedule for, I think, we are going to be starting our third this January. I think so. So so can you tell us a little bit about the Arbitration Podcast? What is it about? Uh, I mean, just in general, do you guys cover, you know, just Battletech itself, the board game? What's going on in there? It's mostly a vain attempt for a bitter 30-something to recollect his uh, misspent youth as anything but misspent. Nice. Um, seriously, though, we uh, do... Co- primarily our focus is uh, the board game. I'm the uh, the number cruncher, actual game nerd. The missus here, Jenny, she is... Uh, I'm more or less color commentary and pull out the weekly weird news. And saying some... We do do more than just Battletech. We have our... Uh, we throw little skits out there once in a while. We did this thing with our uh, with our uh, second co-host, a uh, guy named Chris, for a while, who um, we we did things called uh, Presenter Apollyon Recruits for the Mene Domine, where we uh, brought people from all over popular culture. I remember there was an audition from Leroy Jenkins <laughs> signing wow. up for Blake. It, it was, you know, bizarre skits. We tried our hand at doing a David Letterman-style top ten list for a while. So, yeah, we, we throw we throw stuff at the wall and see what sticks. Our our, our uh, show for October, that is probably going to be the mother of all seeing what sticks, I think. Yeah. But, you know, uh, we, we close it off with listener mail and pulling out just from all the major news sources, you know, weird, funny news stories to kind of have a belly laugh and not take the game so seriously at that point now with that as well can you tell us your battletech experience like how you guys got involved with it and just in general that's sort i I guess i start because uh jennifer got into it through me i was born in 1983 year before battletech came out so the game is literally as old as i am what ended up happening is I was kind of sort of introduced it from my grandfather, who was a humongous uh, nerd, just loved all things board game. He, he would try to convince my dad and my uncle to play Risk with him. So when I saw on Good the man. shelf a Battle Droids box, I was like, what is this? And, you know, he showed me pictures and all sorts of other stuff. And I, you know, I was... I was four years old at the time, so, you know, ooh, look at the pre-pictures, really didn't Heck care. yeah, robots, explosions, lasers, pff, I'm sold. <laughs> and I'm so, old. That was it, and uh, being a four-year-old with no attention span, I kind of moved on. I got introduced to Battletech formally uh, when I was about 
10, 11, 12 years old by a uh, school kid named Alex Fox, who was really into it. And he showed me the cartoon and he he gave me uh, the original technical readout 3025 for my 12th birthday. That was kind of the seed that started it. It started off just loving the technical readouts and the artwork in there. And then I picked up the novels uh, when I was about 14, 15. And then I started playing the game at 16 or so. He got introduced to the cartoon show and the TRO artwork. And that sold it. Amazing. (laughs) It's a gateway drug. (laughs) I was going to say back then, though. When you're I'm young, one of those people, cool. I look at the cartoon, sure, it sucked a tad, but it was still kind of like cheesecake awesome. Well, it's just one of those things, back growing up, and I mean, I'm a year younger than you, um, James, and it's one of those things, all that stuff was really cool back then. You didn't really care the quality, I mean, you had your imagination, but I'm actually interested in Jennifer. You said you were introduced to, you know, you were introduced through James. How did that happen, and how did you, you like, did you jump on it full force? What, what Phil is basically that... saying is that he doesn't believe that girls like you exist, so uh, he needs a little explanation. Well, I kind of got involved starting with dating someone who was into the game and was kind of curious, saying, oh, what? what's going on? And I started following it. My dice always hated me in click tech. I mean, always. Yeah, for the record, at the time, Battletech, the tabletop game, wasn't dead but it was on life support so i fully jumped in to click tech because i was of the opinion that uh and i know i'm in the minority of a lot of old school uh tabletop players but i was of the opinion that some hot mech on mech action was better than no mech on mech action so i jumped in i gave it a chance i happened to have enjoyed the game uh you know i <laughs> i know i'm in a minority when it comes to that so I think they just tried speeding up. I mean, the whole Dark Age and stuff like that. They were trying to speed up what usually takes, you know, a little bit longer. And I think anyone who really puts a little thought into that's something that, you know, that's good. That means you can play more. You just jump right into it. You don't have to worry about all the, you know, making sure the bubbles are filled in and the heat's tracked and all that. So, Well, just kind of boil down from there. I kept, kept playing and every now and then I pick up a game. I remember our second Gen Con, I was playing Solar. I was playing the tabletop Solaris the entire time at Gen Con. I don't think I stopped except to eat and sleep. <laughs> Are you sure you're not a guy with a really high voice? I uh, can confirm that she at least has lady parts. <laughs> <laughs> That's well, awesome. That, so can I ask you guys each just a quick uh, question, and let's see what your response is. Uh, James... What is your favorite Battletech novel? I can't say one novel. For me, it was the whole Twilight of the Clan series. That's That whole block is just a fun read, and I pick it up again about every other year or so and just go right through it. All right, what about you, Jennifer? I'd have to say I am Jade Falcon, because seeing Natasha Kerensky get punked by jump jets? Yeah. <laughs> Any awesome. Jade Falcon in the house? Oh, we, we actually have yes, two yes, major yes. Jade Falcon units, too, now on this TS3. Yeah. My first ever Battletech affiliation was Jade Falcons, back when Battletech, to me, was role-playing in an AOL chat room and playing the board game over the internet. Like, <laughs> not with mech tech or anything like that, but typing out, I move here, I'm facing this direction, <laughs> using the, the chat room dice roller for rolls. 
Yep. Now, I did hear uh, a segment on one of your recent podcasts. Uh, I think it was the most recent Gen Con. And did hear a little bit about the mechs you guys played in a tabletop match. So I don't know if those were your favorite mechs, if you if you uh, if those were random or you picked them. But what are your favorite mechs? James, you first. Long, long, long time Centurion fan, and that's sort of picking. <laughs> that's picking number one out of several dozen that I like. I mean, <laughs> see, he's a good guy. I mean, yeah, right you just, he shows character. That means just, he's good. You just became uh, Phil's BBF right there. If if you want or BFF. To... If you want a specific configuration, um, it's a toss-up between the 5510 CN10B or the uh, Dark Age uh, CN9 D4D. Well, don't don't push your luck on the the Dark Age stuff. I, you know, I don't know if we can be friends <laughs> after that. No. Um, and what about you, Jennifer? Um, I'd have to say, for the history's sake, it'd be Koshi. And there's actually a story behind this. <laughs> I was playing, please go. I was playing a click tech game against somebody and he he kept on hiding from me I mean he kept on moving back behind the terrain so by the time I got to get a shot on it was game over Which, she stomped on him hard it really ticked me off and she cut and he made a comment there you know your nickname should be Koshi because you're little death you keep on going after me for for the record my wife is uh, you know, five, five foot three and you know like a buck ten soaking wet <laughs> Gotcha, gotcha. So, your guys' story is pretty much, uh, I mean, it, I don't really know what to put in perspective. I mean, you guys are the iconic Battletech fan all the way down. I mean, you named your kid and possibly future son or daughter. The future I'm, I'm, Natasha. I'm out, of, I'm out of words. I, I just don't really know. You guys are awesome. Then they have to come back. If they make you out of words, I know, they got to come back. <laughs> Any- that, that- Anytime, um, hey, if he was out of words, you should have seen what happened when we got Michael Stackpole's autograph on uh, on one of our books <laughs> and showed him our son in uh, a handmade uh, Federated Sons uniform costume. Nice. <laughs> I, I think uh, her bees when he saw they said, oh, it's a life-size Victor Davian. Oh, that's classic. Yeah, uh, it's been almost 50 uh, podcasts and Phil's never been out of words. So congratulations. That uh, I think Speechist. deserves a T-shirt right there speechless i am victorious (laughs) but you were mentioning mechs and there is one other thing i kind of play at and we play at on our podcast (laughs) when it comes to mechs i will call it a jenny mech it is a mech that is big enough that i can climb into the barrel and take a nap nice she um (laughs) the 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 story behind that is that that first gen con we um we uh, were playing a uh, round of. I think it was just a grinder, just a grab a mech. You're in the you're in the middle of it. Every every man for themselves. And she picked a Fafner the first time around, and I had to explain to her what heavy gauze rifles are. Go big or go home. Now, uh, somebody taking a nap inside a barrel. Haven't I seen that artwork somewhere? Is that a reference to something or or no? That was Phil back when he was in the tank. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he fit in a tank barrel, huh? Couldn't quite fit in there. Just saying, but uh, you know. Yeah. Well, you tried really hard, from what I've heard. <laughs> yes, yes, I did. Over and over and over again. So you made uh, coffee but, through Desert Storm. Before we move on, is there anything um, that you guys would like to promote or uh, bring attention to? Uh, two things, if you'll let us be a little bit more ver- verbose for a little bit longer. All yours. <laughs> Um, the uh, first one, in addition to the arbitration podcast that we host, Jenny actually has her own little 
uh, side business that's related to the podcast. I mentioned our son traipsing around in a Victor Davian costume. Jeffrey, you want to take it from there? Well, I made the costume. I've found I have a talent for altering patterns, and it's apparently pretty rare among some people who are kind of like, whoa, you mean you can do that? <laughs> so, so where can we get information about this? Well, I have pictures up, include pictures up on Facebook, backslash arbitrarily yours. I'll have the hubby type type it in. And I have a Gmail. It's arbitrarily.yours at gmail.com as a contact. Okay, we will put that uh, contact information in the show notes so everybody can get a hold of that. It is a work on commission basis and... Yeah, hopefully we won't be so flooded where people are going, oh, I need this for next week. So um, I'm yeah. just going to say that this is going out to a lot of people, so that could happen. Be ready. In <laughs> uh, fact, uh, while you were just saying that, Phil poked me and said, uh, we may have some business for you ourselves. So uh, hopefully we can send some business your way. Fantastic. No complaints. I can do included on my Facebook page. I have... Several BattleTech related. Um, she has appreciated. A, she has a picture of. Okay. Sorry, babe. It's all me now. <laughs> I have the picture of her son in the in his dress uniform. I have a House Steiner. Yeah. House Steiner dress uniform I made for my husband, and I also have a Word of Blake robe that I made. I was gonna that say awesome. whenever you can get us that link, the live studio audience is chomping at the bit. They're going crazy. So yeah, give, seriously. Give me one moment. Not a well, problem. As uh, as you're typing that link, we will. I'll let uh, Phil move us on here. But uh, both of you, Jennifer and James, feel free to pipe in at any time during the show uh, if you have something to say, and uh, you know, uh, be forceful. Get your words in there. Uh, there is one more thing, actually. Um, mm-hmm. It's a Catalyst product that I am quite fond of because uh, we helped kickstart it. Yeah, I heard uh, also that you had some input too, didn't you? I think I heard that on your podcast. Like you named something or. That- that's correct. We submitted a ridiculous and, in hindsight, probably very unwise amount of money to the uh, Catalyst Kickstarter for their uh, casual board game, The Duke. And, uh, you know, we, we saw it. We uh, looked at the instructions. We said, this is, so- this is something. It is not nothing. It is something. So you can check it out on uh, Catalyst Game Lab's uh, website. Uh, again, the game's called, called The Duke. And you can... Uh, you know, we're, our names are uh, actually officially in the credits for it, too, because, yeah, we because we gave them enough cash, we got involved in some design work on that and were able to contribute to the product. And, it, and we think it's a great, great grand old time, sort of a cross between Othello and chess. That is awesome. And uh, we'll definitely check that out. I just want to say, looking at the picture of your son, uh, you have a very cute son, and even more so with that uniform. That's just amazing. Yes, it's a miracle he's mine. I wanted to blame it on the mailman, but it turns out our mailman's a woman. Yeah, that same same here, man. <laughs> All right, guys, we're going to be moving on. Again, you can uh, just pipe in whenever you like. And we've got an interesting choice for Mech the Week. Your vote, your choice. <laughs> Jade Falcon, great among the clans. We are warriors who fight with the strength of the Falcon's claws and ascend to the heavens on the wings of the same. We remember with the clarity of Falcon's sight the words of Kerensky. Through the smoke of time he speaks to us, his chosen, and urges us onwards with the promise of Eden. 
shall we take what is ours by right, that shining jewel terror? Not the vastness of space, nor the wolf's obstinate howl shall stay us from our righteous goal. We are crusaders and will trample all who stand in our way. Brought to you by ClanJadeFalcon.com And now, this week's Mech of the Week. I'm actually surprised this didn't happen earlier. I mean, Darren, it's one of your favorites. Hey, I didn't get lands. out there and try and get people to vote for this at all. This just happened, just like the Archer. So uh, I didn't have any input, but I'm very happy. Yeah, and I think the majority of people have been voting. They've been like, oh, let's just get it over with, you know, for Darren. And <laughs> he's old, and we don't know how long he's going to be with us, so we might as well. Thank know. you all for doing that. No problem. But we've got the <laughs> right of the week has become Darren's bucket list. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. fuck you so all. we've got the rifleman uh iconic classic uh battle mech we've got 60 tons it's around 4.8 million c bills depending um some other little details i'll sell about it to you for cheaper u.s dollars <laughs> yeah i know right uh, other detail is that its proper name is the not jaeger mech that is correct the 64.8 kph two large lasers two ac5s and two medium lasers now one of the things that pops out in my head is obviously you read about it uh especially early on in the battle tech novels you know in just the to make a point too you were talking about the uh, rfl-3n variant that one specifically yes now i've used this in the tabletop and i i find it it is sort of one of those it has a lot of weaponry but you have to pretty much stay behind the front lines and just support it's it takes a few hits and it's gonna go down really quick so it's one of those where me personally i've used it in the tabletop and actually in mega mech have you any of you guys used this extensively um i've used it and i have uh, found that i am not that fond of it i, I refer to it as a not jaeger mech uh, because as far as uh, succession war play was concerned yeah it didn't exactly tug at my short and curlies i found it to be uh, it was a, it was a large lasers it packs. It spikes the heat way too much. So, even though it has superior firepower compared to its cousin, it just you couldn't use it most of the time. Yeah, those are much... th- that is all falling upon my deaf ears. I hear none of that. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Darren on this one. I really like the rifleman. Uh, yeah, you you have to be a little selective with what you fire, when, how often. But for that price tag, for that tonnage, it's putting out so much damage. And if you just protect it a little bit, you know, and keep it in cover, it can really do a lot of hurt to the enemy. Now, I will say this. I do love uh, the, both the uh, Rifleman 8D, the uh, FedCom Civil War version with the twin Rack 5s. And I also like the uh, the 8X version with uh, the ER PPCs and the four ER medium lasers. So, Well, I think one of the things we always associate with a mech is aesthetics. I mean, really... I'm going to pick a Rifleman over a Jager mech anytime. I, I'm just, I'm going to do it. The Rifleman, it just looks badass. You know, I mean, <laughs> look at the uh, artwork we had, Shimmering Sword do. It's a badass looking mech. So, so it's terrifying. It instills fear into your yeah, enemy. Yeah, exactly. And then on top of that, now this doesn't really translate well to Battletech and the tabletop, but it's iconic for being one of those anti-air support mechs and, you know, being able to swivel its arms back and forth and the radar dish. So, I mean, and that's what you read when you read the novels. It's just this this basically support 
uh, being able to do multiple roles. And of course, we've got some background information like pilots to note. And uh, Darren, you want to go over those? Yep, we got uh, pilots of note are Connor Riss Monroe, former Knight of the Sphere, John Clavel, Wolf's Dragoon's Black Widow Company, and Davis McCall from the Grey Death Legion, of course. And I do want to say that, you know, a, a big, huge, huge aspect of why this is one of my favorite mechs is because it's one of the iconic uh, original mechs back when I was <clears throat> some of your age. And it's obviously part of my ideal lance, the uh, Warhammer, Marauder, Rifleman, and Archer. So this is one of my four favorite mechs. And so there's nothing that anybody could say about any other mech that's going to make that uh, make my mind change on that. But uh, it is. It's an amazing mech. And I also, there's the... Uh, did you bring up the Rifleman 2 and the Rifleman 2C? No, I did not. Yeah, so there are uh, later variants of the Rifleman that are pretty cool, too. Yeah, the clan version, and then there's the 2. Yeah, there's, there's always upgrades and bigger and better down the road. Uh, you did miss, actually, uh, two, two uh, other notable pilots. The uh, first one, which shocked me uh, more than anything else, is Gray Norton. The uh, guy who took down uh, Justin Allard in the Warrior Trilogy at the very beginning. Ah, uh, yes. Good point. <clears throat> and then there's my favorite, my my personal favorite Rifleman pilot, the Pink Lady, Colonel Jocelyn Nicole, commander of the Battlecore Legion, a uh, minor uh, mercenary unit in the Jihad, who uh, pops up during the uh, source books of that era here and there. Well, thank you. I mean, uh, we're going to need you uh, for Mech of the Week every week. Jeez. <laughs> All right, guys. Give me a call. Impressive. Yeah, indeed. Most impressive. All right, guys, we're moving on to community questions, and we've got our first question from Arden Swartek in Aces. And he says, is there any clue as to how many mechs FD has designed for MechWare Online so far? And maybe I like how can... he puts in, did we do that or did he put it in I there? I don't know. Ask Garth, In quote, or in parentheses, ask Garth if necessary. I really if don't necessary, know. necessary, yeah. Is we this don't... a scope thing where maybe, Garth, you can maybe hint towards, like, it's a shit ton or maybe it's yeah. a crap ton or something like that? I think shit ton above covers it. Shit ton, Wait, I need I to get my conversion good. chart out. I need to... I yeah, that's how many that is. It's equal to at least three goddamns. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, I mean, really, that's a question we don't know. And it, it, I think uh, just looking at the, you know, longevity of a game like this, it would have to be uh, a lot. And, of course... I can guarantee it's at least, what, 17 as of today? <laughs> or something like that. Yes, uh, as of today. From what we've seen, 17. Mm. That's not also including all the alternate the variants. Ones, yeah, and, and ones they've hinted at on their ISN. I was just saying, at least, we know for a fact it's at least 17. I'm going to shoot for the stars and say 9,000. There we yes, go. 9,000. All right, that's a good, question. good answer. All right, moving to the next one, we've got Spirit Walker, and he says... I've looked on the forums and found nothing mentioning in-game music. Will there be music in the game as cool as the preview video with the Atlas and, you know, being released from the dropship? The one, you know, powering up the Atlas? Or Everybody like sing that? along with me. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> okay. Is that, is that your ringtone, Darren? It's, I, this was eye-opening. <laughs> you should write the lyrics for it, Darren. It's the MWO tune, man. I thought it was Seven Nation Army from the White Stripes. <laughs> that too. So, I mean, uh, Garth, is that something maybe you can hint towards, the uh, music? I can look into it for next week if you want. That is a good answer, sir. As a suggestion, an app to easily integrate your iTunes uh, library into the game. Yeah, there you go. Thinking outside the box. 
I like that, James. I like that. Or All right, death clock when I play. There is uh, the upcoming uh, radio show that we'll have. Well, this is true, but one of the things I want to maybe talk about is I actually don't listen to music very often in games, especially when I'm playing with on TS3 and with groups. I don't listen to music. I always turn it off because I find it too distracting. That being said, I love having music and sort of epic music. I still plug in the MechWarrior 2 and MechWarrior 2 Mercenaries, all those uh, tunes when I'm just playing, you know, single player or if I'm just playing by myself. But I don't like music when I'm playing in a group. I just... Makes battle comms difficult. That's why they call it background music. Indeed. It needs to be turned down. doesn't always have to be although in, 11. Although, in light of the Highlander being unveiled today, actually, the ability to play bagpipe music over loudspeakers would just be epic. <laughs> we oh, have we, discussed we such a thing. Right. Yeah, we, we've talked about that. Maybe we have our like own uh, ang- angry Scotsman here who is basically dying to do that. That's why I was trying to get his attention earlier. But uh, It's, it's yeah. electronic warfare in two fronts. One, he can talk and no one understands him. Two, <laughs> he can play the bagpipes and no one will be able to hear anything he's saying anyway. So either or, you don't wow. worry. It's just the truth. We're working with mm-hmm. him, you know, sending him to courses and training and stuff. So. All right, next question is Elemental Specialist. Again, some of these guys always ask questions. Thank you for your questions. We appreciate it. I'm just saying, first RR, there's like literally 200 of you in here. I should see more questions from the group. I'll talk to your unit leaders on that. They're eerily silent. <laughs> I know, right? And, they, and his question is, if they do add melee, physical attacks, into MechWare Online, how would you like to see them function? Um, Physically. I think the, yes. <laughs> Actually... The one picture that pops to mind is the iconic Atlas punching through the Warhawks cockpit and like out the back of the mech. That's what I would like to see. But Big I don't Ben, know if that would Big Ben. I'm just can I want like that a judo standby to intercept. There was uh, go ahead. There was something in uh, the Mech Warrior Two days, and God, I'm dating myself. Uh, where if you were in a fast enough mech and you just ran right into an enemy mech, it would push them back a little bit. That sort of, uh, in, without even having to program a punch or kick animation and function uh, on top of that, just that sort of impact damage being delivered to both units, and then the physical effect of either being knocked down or pushed back would be great. I think it's just tough to implement, because you gotta think, uh, you wouldn't want, like, you get in close and you press the A button, it's an animated sequence, and the person who's on the receiving end can't avoid it. I would still love to see a bet decapitated by a war ha- by the hammer. <laughs> Correction, not hammer, but um, hatchet. 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 Yes. We yeah. would all Highlanders love to see that. Highlanders each other and then get stronger. Axemen, baby. <laughs> that are going to be only okay. I'm not going to do that. Um, well, right now, let's talk about what's currently in the game as far as collision. Uh, it was abused for a while. The dragon with like a 300 plus engine running around and just collide into everything and their mother knocking everyone over still sort of happens on occasion. You don't see it as much, but the collisions right now are basically one of those things where, you know, mass inertia movement, all those colliding together, bad things happen and everyone falls down. So it's, so, it's pretty good right now. So what you're saying, Phil, is that you did not enjoy the battle tag bowling league. No, because unfortunately, I was a victim of such. Me and actually uh, Short Painter were playing one day, and it was me and him and Hunchbacks against one dragon. Now, we killed the dragon eventually, but what the dude was doing was he was running over us, doing a circle, running us over, and just constant damage and shooting us with small laser. We eventually killed him, but we were in crit condition. I was not pleased with that. 
I'm a little hesitant as far as physical uh, attacks because, you know, I just don't want it to end up like BF3 where I'm just constantly getting knifed in the back by some asshole that I don't see. Um, so as long as I can't be like one-shotted by a hatchet in the back, then I'll, I'll consider it. This being well, considering, whoops, well, considering how in the tabletop game and how at least it appears that Micro Online is trying to replicate that appropriately, um, da- physical attack damage was proportionate to mass. You're not going to be seeing uh, commandos with hatchets one-shot killing you in the back. It's going to be annoying if you're in a heavy mech, and that's about it. I was going to say, uh, on the flip side, if we're talking about like a game like Tactics that is coming out, I would love the opportunity to still have the DFAs and having uh, melee weapons. I mean, really, they're doing basically you know, the tabletop in 3D, so I really don't see a reason why that couldn't happen. And it'll be interesting to see if they actually incorporate that. So it's actually a good question, uh, Elemental. And our next one is from Belric, and this is Captain Brandon's yes. friend. This is this the, the Belric. I know, right? He actually exists. Like, the Belric? Yeah, I know. This was totally Brandon submitting this question. Yeah. And His invisible it, friend. Look at it. It says, for PGI. So, Garth, I guess this is to you. Starting with LRMs, large laser weapons, and, and then ACs, it seems that the team has been working on balancing weapons one by one. Are machine guns and flamers on the list that things, that, as far as given a proper role on the battlefield and what do you think that role would be given in mwo so can you say that again and you sketched out on me basically machine guns flamers what the fuck man like are we balancing them sorry you totally <laughs> cut guess. out on me there <laughs> yeah i guess Bal- he's just asking that he sees that uh, all the weapons are being balanced essentially one at a time at least from his perspective and he's wondering if machine guns and flamers are in the queue to be balanced as well yeah, of course. I mean, we'll look at all of them as we go. Uh, clearly, the uh, machine guns in particular have a little sort of poking right now. They don't really kill anyone. They sort of poke at you for a while. But yeah, we sort of, the way we look at it is we want to raise the weapons up, not just nerf things that are good. So yeah, yeah obviously he's, we'll look at it and go. He's basically saying that in uh, the tabletop in the books, machine guns were uh, mostly anti-infantry weapons. So what is their role going to be in MWO? Do you think they're going to be uh, something that mechs need to fear? Obviously, there's not going to be infantry for us to shoot, so probably the answer is yes, right? I would assume so, yeah. I mean, obviously, that's Paul's thing, and he's he's not going to, you know, kick in here or anything. But, yeah, I think it's kind of like we made the small laser actually pretty damn good, and in uh, previous instances, it really wasn't, or at least sometimes it wasn't. So, yeah, it's a matter of just making it them all function at least in some way. At least, you know, because right now it's just MGs don't do much. So, yeah, we'll look at them. I saw a guy in the chat link to the Parada. That's how you make machine guns work. Lots of them. Well, it's one of those things where the translation to an actual Macron, I mean, the whole point of machine guns, and we're talking about, you know, uh, probably heavy caliber, probably around 50. I mean, if we're really thinking about it, is anti-infantry weapons. They're great for it. Even in Mega Mech, they're great. Machine guns against troops, it's great. But in a you know, Mech Warrior Online or a Mech Warrior game in general, how do you translate that? I mean, it's like flaking off, you know, armor a little bit at a time. Now, granted, you read about it in the novels, it is possible, you know, when you hop on a 30 mic mic and you point it at a Stinger's or Wasp head, it's going to start chipping away. But how do you really translate that into a game and balance? And then that's, that's a tricky part, especially when it comes to 
well do flamers do damage do they just heat you know what all that stuff what's the range on machine guns well real machine guns they can fire out to 1800 meters why is this only you know 600 or well, all those things i'm sure is a nightmare i just want to know if they're going to balance evil stairs because i glare at people with my evil eye and it doesn't do enough damage in my opinion yeah we'll patch that in for you thank you sir there you have it it's going in all right, guys, we're going to be moving on to Mechra Online. Now, we're going to cover quickly the transcript from Paul's AMA session last week. So, in quick succession for you, if you did not read. These are also just highlights, just heads up. Brandon, would you actually like to go through them really quick? Yeah, um, I would love to. So, let's start off with Paul's AMA trans- uh, transcript. Uh, first of all, collisions are still under development. Uh, working on the unjamming mechanics... Yeah, they're gonna fix my UAC five. Is that no what you're shit. saying? <laughs> I like, love that thing. Just I don't jams know why immediately. So mad. Just, hold on. I, I don't understand why everyone's getting so mad over the UAC five. I absolutely there was you no obviously don't have notes equipped. about it. There was no implementation of any visual cue to say, "Hey, your weapon just jammed." This are the but steps that's to the follow. Thing. You have to watch your your ammo and everything like no, that. No, no, no. What I'm saying is, no, there was no notes. There was no sequence. There's no player indication that says, "Hey, you know what? Which just jammed. This is how you fix it." There was nothing. There was no like. <laughs> there was no like, "Hey, idiot!" Uh, for the first time, there was none hey, of that. Hey, idiot! Yeah. Move Maybe on. you shouldn't use the Ultra AC5 without knowing what Ultra Auto Cannons do. I'm just stressing <laughs> what people were saying. I will there. say, the first time mine jammed, it took me like a minute to figure out what the fuck was going on. I'm just like going, why is this not shooting? Is it not shooting? I can't tell if it's shooting. I love the panic that it creates when your gun jams, mm-hmm. and then you're like, oh shit, and then you start slapping your keyboard, and keys fall off onto the floor. And well, people have already fun. started to do the macros, and you've been able to just boom macro, and it solves it, and then people were like QQing about it, like, oh, well, is that like a cheat or an exploit? No, it's a freaking macro dude i mean if you if you're not using it that's your own damn fault so anyways next now next. i will Continue. say that they, they probably should have documented the this is how you unjam it process but and it's an ultra autocannon it jams it has always jammed yeah you but if you've never played battletech or mech warrior and you throw on this thing and there's no it's not even like in description or anything so i mean that's what i'm saying from the I have no freaking clue what's going on in this game, and I just put this weapon on, and luckily I put the right ammo, and I go to shoot it, and it jams. What the hell? Like, it just it just stops working. So, I mean, it's like, well... Catra, what is the next point? The next point is that when Brian and Russ get back from uh, a trip, uh, we'll discuss issues with regards to premium time and in open beta. The next one Ooh. is uh, netcode is one of the biggest problems with the game right now. We are working hard to get it fixed. But with one new thing, with every new thing that is added, a new problem comes up, and as such, day-to-day tasks are always shifting. Uh, hot fix for leg issues are being worked on right now. Paul does not mind lore-breaking mechs, uh, and I think this was a major issue with the AMA, mainly because of all the anarchy it created on the MechWarrior forums. Basically, he's saying that as long as someone's using like a gossip hold or laser boats, there's always something else you can create to counter it, which I have to agree with. I don't know how many times I've taken out a gossip hold in, in a a jenner and even a raven so i think we covered that last week like basically yes, i think we yes, beat it to death they're last annoying week. but uh we've gone up in plenty of matches where we were against gospels and whatever boats and we crushed them so it's just a matter of uh being smart and using the correct tactics to counter it and it's, it's tough right because they're implementing a hard point system they're basing hey and via the tabletop this mech is supposed to have a, a uh, you know, a ballistic round or ballistic slot. Now, I'm sure they're probably going to work at it, but I mean, there's things that they could do, like, well, 
are there assault size weapons heavy weapons medium i mean i don't know i mean right now i don't really have a problem with it i matter of fact i've seen the gospel sort of die off i've even had gospel pilots say i don't really like piloting because it's just it's just no fun anymore you know but we got to look at the, the long it's like russian it. tanks and world of tanks it's just easy mode all right moving on he also says keep an eye out for information with regards to the clans oh dear god no but did you just expect they just would never include those i expected that there would be plenty of time before they didn't include them because uh to put things the clans are at the door phelan's already gone your son's been abducted already what do you want (laughs) it's you gotta prepare gamers are munchkins by their nature clan tech likewise is just simply better by their nature you introduce you introduce clan tech alongside intersphere tech and don't segregate the servers you'll see intersphere tech die off oh we shall see we'll be there fighting without clan tech so pretty sure you can you can either game balance it or socially balance it no, I mean you're correct. One v one, but they are going to do balancing in the game to, uh, you know, make it fair somehow. So more, more we'll on the news how. on that as soon as we get it. Uh, obviously, we could sit here and speculate all day, but that won't help. So next, aiming for a skill-based matchmaking system, uh, but they need time to design and implement it right. Shouldn't stop people from playing with friends, but if you're a beginner, you shouldn't be forced to play against people who are maybe like a year or so been playing, uh, but rather with another group of beginners. Uh, this is to prevent uh, steamrolling and, of course, game stopping, which we've recently been seeing a lot of. Yeah, I mean, anything that makes the games more challenging on a regular basis, I'm all for. It gets, it does really get boring when we're running a group of eight and, you know, basically just never lose. Next, sir. All right. Uh, beta testers are about two builds behind, and they have midterm testers, which are one uh, build behind what they have in-house. Uh, there are tutorials and videos coming soon. Chat is being redesigned, and so is the entire user interface of MechWarrior Online. And finally, uh, FD is an amazing artist, but when it comes to unseen slash reseen, there are some legal matters. Russ and Ryan would be the ones that would have to make a call to put them in the game. And since there's nothing really keeping us from including them, it's making sure the variant slash chassis we come up with are worth the investment. This is a bit of a mixed message, I think. On the one hand, he's saying there's some legal issues, but on the other hand, he's saying there's no reason that we couldn't put them in. Remember how I've hinted towards we might see some of the unseens, i.e. the Shadowhawk and stuff like that, compared to the Rifleman Archer? Maybe this is one of those things where we see those ones that haven't been tied up in legality in the past a lot sooner, and possibly even down the road. But I mean, there's like hundreds of mech designs, so I mean, would it suck if we didn't have them? Yes. But would it really take away from the large part of Mecha Online? I don't think so. I will play no matter what, but I will be so freaking happy the day my Lance is in this game. What I wonder about is uh, how the Ostmex are affected by that, because those were completely cleared by uh, Tops Legal, at least, as never have ever been considered unseen, and they never should have been in the first place. So it'd be interesting to see those guys redesigned. And of course, when we're talking about redesigns, they're all going to be redesigned anyway. 
you know, FT's going to have his hand in it, and they're not going to look like the originals. So it is what it is. All right, guys, that's pretty much it for the AMA transcript from Paul. And Paul is in the live studio audience right now. Let's say hi, Paul. All right, moving on to screenshot 22. We've got a hunchback in the water. I like this screenshot, but not as much as I like screenshot 23, which we'll cover in just a second. Whoa. This is actually one of my favorite... This is actually my favorite mech, to be honest. Um, currently, right now, I play the Founder's Hunchback uh, almost all the time. I use a Gauss rifle, two medium poles. Works really well with an XL engine, and I, I just it, I agree it works really well that it is an amazing all-around mech. You got armor, you got speed, and you got firepower, and it is just a fun little mech. I could totally see myself using this on a very regular basis. Normally, my favorite is the 9A with my UAC5 setup. Right now, I'm having to use just regular AC5, which is fine. And I've even messed around with AC2. But all right, we've got an email update. Obviously, open beta has been pushed back. They've obviously been doing testing and stuff like that. And then, hey, it's probably better off that they don't release something that's not ready. So they've acknowledged that and they're fixing that. Lag and stability problems were found and they're fixing those. And as soon as actually... They went live with this patch. We've got a latency patch that fixed a few things. So I know that already hit the hot fix. Now, matchmaking is being split. Now, this is one of those things I announced, what, a week ago, two weeks ago? I said, hey, I'd heard that. Yeah, you're a mech warrior prophet. Oh, and then no. you burnt the forms to a ground. Yeah, Thank you, apparently, Phil. Apparently, we got linked. NGNG said this. I was listening. Uh, blasphemy. And then it comes out in an email. It's not like I was saying anything crazy. And it's still, you have people QQing about it. Uh, But basically, we've got three phases that they're looking at. Phase one, reduce teams to four. Two teams of four or pugs on each side quickly go to phase two. Now, phase two is eight group teams, again, need to have eight or four in a group. Or a group of eight will be matched against a group of eight. So I know a lot of people are like, oh, you just need to move to phase two. Well, hey, phase one has to happen first. And then phase three is the ranking system. Heavily, uh, heavy pre-release testing and stuff like that. So did you, I mean, do you guys, because we don't play constantly and we play everyone, you know, as much as we can, do you see this as a bigger problem as everyone's going around QQing about? I could see, for example, the, the people who want to do the run hot or die stuff, I could see that being a little bit disappointing for them, for people that want to do more of the competitive style. That being said, we need to go back to kind of square one before we can implement a better system. Because, I mean, when I when I said, hey, groups of four, I wasn't saying four on four matches. I was saying groups of four are up to four because yeah, rolling I'm... around and pub stomping isn't really fun. And they're like, oh, well, they need to get on TS3 or event or C3. Blah, I'm wondering blah. if any of this is misunderstanding. What What is the main problem people have with this? What is the problem? Apparently, they want to roll in groups of eight. So they times. like the fact that they're stomping over the other groups consistently yes. and now, don't want that taken away. On what I think they're not understanding is we're talking about public matches. I'm not saying competitive matches against other groups exactly, or competitive matches against groups what are planned, like a Ron Hunter Die tournament and stuff like that. So it's planned out, which people want. And I expect that's what's going to happen You know, when we get Community Warfare or Phase 2 and Phase 3. So that's still going to I- happen. I think you'll start seeing more of the competitive stuff come back in Phase 3 when you're actually getting 8 versus 8 matchup every single time. It's all pre-made. 8 pre-made on one side, 8 pre-made on another, just meeting up. It's Somebody fun, in guys. the live studio audience just said it's the reason at least that person is complaining is because they want to play with their friends. 
I can understand that more, but I think what those people that are complaining in, uh, as far as that goes need to realize, number one, you can still play with your friends, just four total, uh, in the meantime. And then when Phase 2 comes out, it'll be eight, eight again. So just and then have 12. patience. Yeah, and then I mean, 12. I exactly. mean, when competitive co- play comes out, you're going to be able to roll with, you know, all 12 of your buddies, if not more, in the future. We never know. But right now, what's happening is you drop in a pub match. You're going to run across a team of eight. And there is literally nothing you can do except go shut down and hide that would really prevent that. Now, on occasion, you do have a non-group team win over a group team. It does happen. But it's very rare, especially with the experienced pilots that are already out there. Um, so anyways, that's one thing that's being worked on and they're looking at. So, yeah. And We've also the got the Founders Premium. Uh, you select your... Basically, people were wondering about, hey, when this goes open beta, I don't want it to affect my premium account or you know any of the bonuses. I want to wait till the full game comes out. And so what Piranha's done is actually pretty smart. Uh, I didn't really think about this was... You get to select when you want that to kick in. You don't have to do it at open beta or what's considered beta. And this is a misconstrued thing. Beta has been known for basically, hey, this is actually full release. This is like a demo where Piranha is looking at it. No, this is actually a beta still. And so once they go open beta, they're going to reset everyone. And I actually foresee another reset happening. Now, Garth, can you confirm or at least hint on that? Because when you go open beta... That isn't live game, everything's kosher, here's the full release. When you go full release, would you not reset everything from open beta as well? I'm not actually sure. That would actually be up to Paul, I believe. Let's all point at Paul and see what he says about it. We're looking at you, Paul. We're looking, yeah. Uh, The reason being is, at least then you could say, okay, well, open beta, there'll be a point, and then also full release. Well, it would be pretty crap move if everything was reset on full release and you weren't able to so you know i i just wanted to ask that because i really didn't know we've also got double heat sinks ferrofibrous armor and then once these are in place they'll be looking at weapon damage specifically i mean those things are going to be actually i'm looking forward to seeing the combinations you can come up with nothing changed on community warfare obviously the focus right now is on getting the game working and operational then they'll worry about the other stuff We've got no patch this coming Tuesday, or on this last Tuesday, I should say. It was pushed back to a later date, obviously, because the open beta was pushed back. Screenshot 23, the cicada yes. is in-game, and there's a There's so many things to say about not, this screenshot. Not not only that, like, alternative force colony is the first thing I exactly. thought. Exactly. Like, oh, hey, look, look, that's a very cool-looking Jenner. Oh, wait, that's barrels on it. <laughs> I thought Frozen City was melting or something. So now we've got, uh, you know forest colony but now you can see we're having different you know climates and environment settings and then on top of that imagine all these maps that they have currently even you know yes it's not 20 but even with the select few they have right now all of these different uh you know snow rain fog and then throw on the night night switch yeah day night it's gonna be really cool so I love this uh, this pick. Really, really cool. I'm actually interested to see and how this plays. That's a implies. seriously sweet looking mech. Yeah, I love and that, that paint white job paint well. job is that? Yeah. Uh, is that a skin? It, it yes. looks like a skin to me. It is indeed. Wait a and, second. We got a. We actually have a very important question here regarding the uh, forest map. What was that again? Forest color. If a mech falls in the woods, could it be the trees? That is a good question. Not until not... a physics engine is put in for them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> to be announced. 
So we actually noticed something, and we're actually going to go out on a limb and say this because it's in the in-game files. Hero Mech, Yen Lo Wang, it's in the game files. What's up with that? So are they just, like, not hiding this stuff from everyone? What's going on? Frankly, making Yen Lo Wang in the mech lab wouldn't be difficult in the first place. It's a gauze rifle and a couple of medium pulse lasers. Isn't it an AC-20? Depends on the year. Yen Lo Wang 1 um, was an autocannon 20 and two standard mediums. Had the long-range missile rack, rack removed. It also had a hatchet, but that's without physical uh, attacks. That's sort of uh, not going to happen. Um, Yen Lo Wang 2, which was the 3050 variant, was the Gauss rifle and a handful of medium pulse lasers. And I think the hatchet was removed. I'm not 100% sure. Yeah, it that. was removed. It was with uh, when Victor got it overhauled thought... for Kai. I thought it was not a hatchet. I thought it was like some spiky thing or something like that. Uh, in fiction, they were claws or talons or something like that. But in terms of game mechanics, they functioned right. like a hatchet. Gotcha. A shield in Dark Age, but we don't really talk about that, I don't think. So, Garth, do we have any official announcement as far as this goes? Or are we all just seeing things for this time, for the time being? I have no official announcement, no. You heard it, Garth said it. It's, it's not the main game. <laughs> how, how, how about an unofficial official announcement? I can unofficially say I also have no official announcement. Yeah, I was going to say, can you record, blink wink, wink. twice and, or wink once? No. All right. So can you another... confirm that you deny that you confirm the confirmation of the denial? Whoa. Yes. And then we've got today, which we already knew about, but now it's official and we got the actual artwork, the Highlander. Uh, this is going to be interesting because not only are you going to have an assault mech that looks finally badass for a Highlander, well, I like the Mech War 4 one as well, but now instead of you being able to, like, I don't know, run away from it, it's just going to jump on the hill and then shoot you, so... Or jump on your head. Or jump on your head, so DFA all the way. If it plays anything like the tabletop standard tactical doctrine when piloting Highlander is, come at me, bro. (laughs) That sounds appropriate. Attention, all, right. all boroughs. Now, with this, we're going to be moving on to the Ask Garth time. So now let's all gather around Uncle Garth. And I just want to ask Garth, I mean, just in general, how are things progressing? Obviously, open beta is pushed back. How are things, you know, going in that department? Well, I think it's one of those things where, and you know, the pessimist in us all called it, the second we announce open beta, bugs that we have to fix. Like, ten seconds later, I swear to God. So it's like, Murphy's oh yeah, we, to- we told you to hold off. Why didn't you listen to us in the first place? Oh yeah. I mean, I even saw that damn thread on there. I was like, really? Really? Seriously? Yeah, to be honest, I mean, if it was perfectly on track until we had... Because whenever we have to deal with bugs like this, it takes a lot of people to go back. So not only do we have to redo something, we're undoing and then doing it again. So it ends up stacking up a lot of time. I know that the delay was just part of PGI's big diabolical plan to piss everybody off. Yeah, that's the the main issue right there. We're trying to piss everyone <laughs> off. Who needs a player base? Yeah, really. Yeah, obviously with the pushback, you guys are working on things, and with the the PC gamer, I mean, it was a big deal to make that call. But you know, I'm glad you actually guys did, and you didn't force it out on the you know public, and it maybe have a backlash. Saying, Here, you know, here's all I can say. I've been playing War Z for a couple of days. And I fucking wish to God they would have waited until that thing was ready to put out. Yeah, I think the worst thing you can possibly do is release a game that's just totally broken and be like, we'll fix it later. I mean, that is the last thing we want. 
Yeah, it's one thing. Game if you're developers a mod team. do that one all the time, unfortunately. That is right. true. So now we're going to move on to questions from the live studio audience. So, Boo, you're in charge of keeping track of who will be asking. So the line starts now. If you have a question, follow Boo's instructions. Hit X, and we will get to you as soon as possible. All right, our first question is from F. Varen. Come on down. Go ahead, unmute your mic, bud, and ask away. I didn't even think about unmuting my mic. I'm sorry. Um... All I wanted to ask is, do you think at any point in the future will we be able to buy mechs without uh, engines and armament? I've got tons of equipment sitting around that I'm never going to use that I have to constantly sell and take hits on. That's a cool idea, actually. Write that on the forums. Feedback for Paul. I'll go bug him about it. I like that idea. I want this Hulk. Give it to me. He's here right now, so you could, you know. Write I can write out. it down so I can bother him with it, too. You should do that. Good question. In other similar games, I've seen like a option where you can click on a little button or whatever that um, where you want it to come with all the stock gear, and if you unclick it, then it doesn't. All right. The next question is, oh, I'm not even going to try to Derek. I'm just going to pronounce the last part. Derek, go ahead and mute your mic, bud. Macabre, Derek. Come on. It's better if I just don't. Try. It is Phil. It is Phil. Philistine. <sighs> all right. Sorry about that. No problem. When it ends up coming down to how they are choosing the, the mechs that they are bringing into the open beta, is it because of testing multiple mechs and feeling like this particular mech is ready to be tested in open or you know in the beta, or is it a particular list in what order that they're going through? Because I'd like to know when I'm getting my stalker, goddammit. It's hey. pretty much in the order they're ready. Um, I don't think we have, like, specific specific ones but some are just faster done than others but yeah we already know a few ahead so after that i can't tell you but people generally yes in the comments you can see they already know when (laughs) which are coming in which month so yeah just check the comments there and uh derek i can guarantee you're gonna get your stalker way 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 before i get my warhammer i think someone (laughs) is saying all right well uh, thank you very much for your time thanks for your question derek I think someone was saying stalker December time frame. I think that's what someone just posted. Who knows? All right, boo. Who Comes do we got? Santa hat. Woo. Drakenvild. What's up, bud? Hey guys. Uh, I got really. Uh, it's just a minor question. Nothing big. But um, I know most of the planners here would appreciate a, con- a confirmation. Will we have access to the planner second line mechs? <laughs> I mean, you already have get- the models made. <laughs> just need to basically call them by something else and let us put plan weapons on them. I'll let Paul field this one since I'm not allowed to I th- talk I about think Paul like did. Yeah, I prefer an answer from somebody who's actually not going to hand me a load of crap. Paul's answer is hot on Come on. Just to piss off Paul. Well, now, now is he burnt the bridge. I mean, now he's definitely not going to answer, but, you know. <laughs> I would say Hunchback to Sea fan, but the Highlander came out today. Yeah, um, I, I am a Highlander. I am a Highlander 2C fan, absolutely. I would not be surprised if we saw these things. I mean, you you actually break down. It'll actually be very cool to see how Omnimax will be implemented uh, compared to the second line mechs, such as like the Hunchback 2C, which, I mean, when you throw two UAC 20s on a you know 50 ton mech, there's not a whole lot more. It's not like it's going to have an XL engine. It doesn't have room. So you, you start thinking about that. You know, is it going to have ferro armor? You know. Uh, double heat sinks regular so it's really really cool coming out so that's actually a good question and maybe they'll hint towards that um release you know yep, I, thank do, you. I do have a uh, i'm sorry I, I usually have these double questions 
Will the Yin Lo Wang have the option for mask? <laughs> what Yin Lo Wang? Oh, yeah, what, yeah, what's the Yin Lo Wang? <laughs> well, they haven't mentioned anything about mask specifically, but we all know it's part, you know, it's the equipment that, you you know, it's in the, the lore. We've had it in every other mech game, so why wouldn't it be, you know, implemented? So I feel like saying we'll have mask just to piss Paul off. Now he has to do it. Thank you, uh, Drakenveld, for your questions, and uh, although we couldn't answer that completely, I'm sure you know why, but soon, hopefully, we'll have all the answers. All right, Boo, who do we got next? Uh, it looks like Skystorm. Yes, sir. Uh, my question deals with the cost of MC as of now. Will I be being forced to pay for 30 to $40 for an Atlas, or are those expected to change at some point? I think it's currently, like, 19 isn't it? Is it ni- 19 bucks? Do we have I'm any number crunchers? Positive. Something around those lines. It's like 18-something. Yeah, I can't remember. It's, yeah, it's a really arbitrary number around 19. Okay, yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And guess that's it... going to stay as far as I know. Okay. Yeah, and that's pretty uh, reasonable. Other you know, other games charge more. Like, basically, if you're buying a low or a KV-5 or something like that in World of Tanks, it's up to 30, 40, 50 bucks. So that's a pretty damn good deal. All right, Boo, who do we got next? Ryan Jennings. Hi. Okay, so my question probably can't be answered, but I need to ask it anyways. The clans are coming, yes. Are they going to be playable as a race, or are they just going to be completely AI? Playable. I can already answer that. They've stated yeah. that before. It's Boom! basically what, what, it's it. going to be a faction. It's going to be like a house or whatever, right? Yeah, okay, are, that's what Brian was saying. Are they going to be playable right away, or is there going to be a time delay? That I don't know. Yeah, I kind of figured that. As a, as a follow-up <laughs> to his question, would players have to pay a premium to get into clan tech? Actually, I don't know that either. I don't think so, but I'm not sure. Okay, thank you. Good question, Ron. All right, but who do we got? Kerrig. All right, what's going on, Kerrig? I'm, like, scrolling up and down to see if they're unmuting, and, like, it takes, like, two minutes to find the person because there's so many sh- freaking people. What's up, Kerrig? Uh, not much, guys. Just want to say thanks for having me be able to ask this question. And it kind of goes with the convenience for a mech lab. With the convenience we've already had for some things to have in the mech bay or mech lab, will we be able to save our our personal variants versus only buying certain variants to make it more easier so we don't have to strip all our equipment out and put all the new equipment right back in? Yeah, we've had that a lot in uh, feedback that exact question so I know Paul knows about it and I'm going to harass him more about it uh, soon so thanks for asking alright awesome question boo do we get next alright we've got red hair Dave not <laughs> to be Dave. mistaken for green hair Dave definitely a different person alright red hair you're up question uh, are you going to be throwing in a minimum range on the cause that I don't actually know that would be on uh, Paul with the uh, weapon balance. I think you should bug and, him right now in the comments. And with that, the, the main reason people are asking about minimum range is in the tabletop they have it. Now, I can definitely understand, again, if they threw out all tabletop, you know, hey, we're not really worried. It's all about game balance. But a lot of people have said, hey, you throw in a minimum range on a Gauss rifle, just like the PPCs, or reduce the damage, it sort of helps take care of the, you know, Gauss balls. You get up on them, they can't just keep, you know, knocking you around. So, you know, it's one of those things, maybe game balance and changes they look at. Um, and I think that's actually something to look at. So I can understand someone's argument. They're like, oh, well, reality, that's a, a slug moving at supersonic speed. They wouldn't have any minimum range. Actually, it's going as fast as it is when it leaves the barrel. You know, it actually slows down as it travels. Well, guys, again, this is a game. It's all about fun and balance. So 
right? Clever, clever way to do that would be to make the crosshair of a Gauss rifle specifically a little more cumbersome, a little slower to move than, uh, than say, a medium laser would. Yeah, I'm sure that they're looking into it at least. Um, but uh, obviously, Garth doesn't have an answer for that right now. Good question. Thank you. Um, let's go ahead and do two more questions, Phil, and then wrap this up. We've got, uh, I believe, Steamship. Uh, yes, I was wondering, uh, for the Mech Bay, uh, I was reading the Game Informer uh, review, or preview, I don't know what you would call it, but it pretty much kind of said the uh, Mech Bay was relatively clunky, and I kind of agree. I was just uh, wondering, uh, have you guys thought of... It was uh, kind of related to what you were saying about Omnimex earlier, and what someone asked about uh, presets. I don't know if it was the exact thing they said it as, but kind of custom loadouts to select between. I was just wondering, just thinking it'd be a good way to balance between clan and inner sphere without working it out. So, just wondering what, uh, if you could say anything on that. It sounds really cool. I like the idea. Again, always put this stuff in the feedback because uh, that's basically my main job right now is to run your guys' ideas past everyone here and then the reverse, so well, you know Garth, it's coming. And yeah, can you confirm and actually calm some of these people? You guys actually listen and read the forums. Can you yeah. say that? <laughs> Publicly, yes, I actually read the forums constantly. I am always there. If, there you if, have e- it. Even if I'm not commenting, I'm reading. It, that's and confirmed. Garth has said it. He reads the feedback section or the general discussion. I never know where to post to people to read it. If it's a suggestion, the suggestion or feedback section is the best because general discussion is just kind of things people are talking about. But if you have an idea you want in, then definitely feedback suggestion. Yeah, thank you I- for your time. Yeah, I'd Thanks, say definitely the uh, suggestion because right now, uh, general discussion and beta discussions a bit of a shit show, and I'm saying that in the politest way possible. Damn. All right, Bo, who's our next question? Next and last. We got Brian. Brian. Bothame. Brian Bothame, come on down. Uh, yes, I just had a quick question. Uh, if y'all have any idea what the uh, limit will be on Merc Company mech sizes? As far as I know, we don't have a limit currently, but I don't know if we'll add one or not. There probably will have to be one for some technical reason I don't actually understand or know. But um, as of now, I don't know, and it, I, uh, I assume it will be very high. So our 5 trillion person unit will be fine, right? Yeah, yeah. I think that I'm looking at the first RR right I now. I was so. just going to laugh yeah, my cool. ass off if someone managed to get five regiments worth of members. Well, <laughs> I will say, I know this for a fact, that first RR is actually bigger than this and i know other units are are as well the uh, the sor guys i mean they're they have they have their own ts3 because they were you know they were like oh crap we're taking up too much of your room let us move out and i was like oh it's all right okay well but yeah that's basically what it came to is some of these units are hitting two 200 plus active members so we want to say thank you for all the questions for Garth. Thank you, Garth, for answering the questions. Uh, remember, again, for future shows, he's not going to be able to give full answers to everything. He'll do his best. We'll do our best to uh, to add any info we have. But uh, keep them coming. Uh, tune in again next week with your questions for Garth, and uh, hopefully you'll get on. Thanks, guys. It was fun. Thank awesome, you, sir. man. And just for future reference, like I said, we are going to do our best, and I can probably almost guarantee it'll eventually happen. We will have someone from Roadhouse who's working on MechWarrior Tactics on this show, just like Garth is, to give you a weekly feedback. And at this point in time, I would like to say, if you did not read, or maybe if you are not on Facebook, or, well, if you didn't read, we will be doing a second podcast. Yes, that's right. 
It is named Mex Devs and Beer. Now, this podcast is dedicated for with me and Darren sitting down literally with the devs of MechWare Online and Tactics every other week. So that's twice a month and sitting down and getting to know them or literally drinking beer with them. And uh, yeah, getting some of those questions you'd like to know maybe about the industry, where they've came from, how they got there, what they're planning and all that from so here on out. The most important issue here, Phil, um, what beer are you going to be drinking? Uh, Yingling or the pumpkin ale right now? Yes. I will be going out and getting myself some pumpkin ale. But yes, our first episode of Mech's Devs and Beer will be tomorrow. Uh, I believe it's the same time, right? Yes, same time. And we want a live studio audience. Same time, same place. Yeah, I mean, you guys wanted it. We're trying to deliver and we will deliver because that's how we roll. So there you have it. Moving on to MechWare Tactics, we do have two bits of information one released on the 11th and that is dev questions and they're asking what would be the best way to judge your mech's combat effectiveness would you summarize with a single numerical value of how dangerous mech is sort of like bv or how would you summarize it with a non-numerical value and so they're actually asking that go to their website give them their feedback and the reason this gets brought up is you know bv i know and James, if you pipe in, BB has been known to not be very accurate. BB sucks donkey dick. There that you have it. Describes it well, doesn't it? Tell us how you really feel, James. <laughs> it's it's not just how I really feel. Even the people like Catalyst are trying to get rid of it. Yeah, but yeah. what's and what's it, a better it, it, option? It's, it's the Microsoft Outlook of nice. um, <laughs> so or not Outlook. What was that database? Uh, pro- anyway, um, so uh, you were asking what's a better thing. Uh, yeah. They're actually um, trying. One of the things that's being looked at, and from what I understand, and what's been stated in uh, official chats with Catalyst, is that um, they have a strategic level game where you have one uh, miniature representing a lance or a company, or you could go balls to the wall and have it represent a brigade level unit if you want called battle force um it's a rules expansion uh that they have available they break down mech units into a simple two digit value per uh you know for every individual mech um that certainly is a lot better than to well let's take our handy dandy rifleman here let me pull that up on sarna real quick well, while you're waiting on that, I will say we've actually maxed out our, our user count here on this TS3. Um, we are hitting the 245 user count, and we have to leave five spaces. So I just want to say thank you guys for coming out and, and supporting the show like this. And uh, it's one thing we will consider. It's what happens when you invite me. I am that charismatic. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, back to the uh, rifleman for the example of uh, its uh, battle value is 1039 presuming by the way because pilots matter presuming you have a uh, pilot with a gunnery rating of four and a pilot rating of, of five so I we're talking cutting a four digit uh, battle value down to a two digit valuation of some kind yeah well it's one of those things where I'm sure they'll They'll come. They probably already have their ideas, but again, if you have an idea, so that maybe James, you can go over to tactics, give him your feedback, your ideas and suggestions. That would actually be good to have I, an expert on that. Actually, I already did uh, in the forums. I mentioned that in the um, little mech show off things, the uh, flower grid that they uh, already display with the "Hey, here's our new mech." Not a bad concept. They also really, really, really need to uh, 
be a little bit more nuanced in how they present it. For example, they gave the, to take the Jagermech as an example, since the rifleman's not in there, they gave the medium and short range combat value, like mid range and the long range uh, damage value below the medium range. And don't get me wrong. AC2s over AC5s for long range combat, it's not going to be it's not going to be knocking uh, enemy mechs on on their tail, but it does have better long range reach than I think they gave the Jaeger credit for. So, because you got to include things like uh, damage over time, how long it can fire with he. I, I mentioned it all on the forums already, so you know, awesome. they, they they have it. Awesome, and of course, you know they're always asking for feedback. So go over to the forums. I will say. I think we're all going to be pleasantly surprised at what comes out of tactics in general and how we all love the tabletop. And uh, yeah, I'm sure we'll have more on that. Actually, we're going to be talking about that in just a second. Um, There wasn't a whole lot other as far as news. Obviously, they're still doing their in-house family beta and stuff like that. Uh, But pretty much they're asking. So go over there and give your feedback. Uh, Register. I know that it's not as active as uh, a forums as Mecca Online, but maybe it should be. So that's up to you guys. And of course, we've got the Battletech board game. We actually will be bringing you more information, and specifically, I can say we have confirmed. Darren, do you want to do you want to tell him? Indeed, the thirty first of October is our one year anniversary and our fiftieth podcast, and it's going to be an amazing show. This is confirmed and big news. Randall Bills will be our guest, our special guest on the thirty first, as well as uh, the two leads over from uh, Roadhouse. Uh, James, James Roman and Chris Chuck and Chris uh, Clearox or Clarex. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if I murdered that, sorry, oh, God. Chris. Chris uh, Phil's going to Phil. Chris, I uh, apologize for Phil. But yeah, anyway, they are the, the leads with MechWarrior Tactics. So it's going to be a lot of special guests, an exciting night, and um, we're going to have some giveaways and have a lot of fun. So please, if you've wanted to uh, come to any live show, that would be the one to do. We're going to have a, a Halloween night party. And I will say, if you, you want to see- have some. Oops, sorry. If you want some fun with Randall Bills, ask him how the founding of the Clans novel trilogy is coming along. <laughs> well, I will. I will. We'll say, say it's uh, from you. Real quick, that you see how busy this TS3 is right now. So just keep that in mind. The 31st, I know a lot of people have Halloween and stuff. Um, just keep that in mind. It's first come, first serve. So if you're locked out, we apologize. There's really nothing we can do. So it's sort of like the David Letterman show, I guess. You know, <laughs> something like that. Nice example, <laughs> Phil. I mean, it's almost like, you know, I'm a genius. We have 250 know. tickets, minus the uh, the NGNG crew. So, yeah, first 240 people to show up, you're in. I'm moving on to uh, some other things. Obviously, we've got the Tactical Command. Um, I've actually been in sort of contact with uh, Edmund. They're patching up their game, getting it to work a little better. But I, I think um, a lot of people are still having issues. So until that gets resolved, you know, we'll, we'll keep you informed. My issue is an iPad 1. Can someone please patch it so that way I can work on on iOS 5, please? All right. Obviously, MechWarrior Living Legends, their website is up as far as if you just go to mechlivinglegends.net. But you can go to the download section, but that's it. The forums are still down. Nothing really is going on. But if we do hear anything, you will be the first to know. All right. On back to the uh, Facebook, we literally had a hundred plus in a week. Now we'd like to thank, uh, obviously, Mechworld Online and Tactics for featuring our comic strip. 
by our awesome artist Rudy aka Short Painter. Thank you so much. And guys, I'm going to tell you what we're doing with this comic is really special and I hope you guys appreciate how much effort and time goes into it, which you may not know, but it does. A ton of effort goes into making these things and uh, those, again, will be going live every Monday and I look forward to seeing your guys' reaction to the next one. And for those who are playing the Macro Online Beta, I think you'll understand this one specifically and again, we'll be doing little stuff here and there. Um, yeah, so tune into the next episode of Mech Balls. Yeah. I don't know. See, you guys got to get in your ideas for name of the comic, or else Please it will be help us. Mac nuts. It's gonna be awesome. So again, if you don't like Facebook, that's cool. You don't have to give us a like. If you don't like uh, Facebook, register on our forums. Uh, or hey, not we our had forums. somebody that registered who said they had not been on Facebook in three years, but they got logged onto Facebook just to give us a like. I know. I How think, cool is that? I think they was Facebook a thing three their name years here. ago. Oh, Barely. Yeah, Facebook has been around for three years. <laughs> oh, heck yeah. So again, that was awesome, help, though. Help us uh, continue to do these uh, projects. We want to continue doing the support the show. Again, you can set up recurring donations. Help us out. Five bucks goes a long way a month. Uh, and again, give us a like. Give us your feedback. Participate in the mech voting and the community questions. We're literally, you know, uh, we get the questions where if we haven't answered them the previous, you know, podcast, we usually put them up and ask them again. So again, we'd like to thank everyone is out there. And James and Jennifer, thank you for being on the show. Uh, we really appreciate you guys being here. It's amazing to hear your story and you're really, truly just amazing Battletech fans. He and, loves uh, you. I do. It's, you oh, know. you're only saying that because Jenny has boobs. It's been our pleasure. So, <laughs> Again, we'll we'll hit you guys up and get you on a future show, and uh, you know we'll definitely get those links up uh, for you guys to your to your podcast. And uh, again, if you need anything, just let us know, and we'd be happy to pass it on. So to everyone out there and our like 169, 180 people live studio audience, thank you so much. And I'd like to thank everyone, our community, our staff members for supporting us. Thank you so much. This was your local No Guts, No Galaxy MechWare podcast. We hope you enjoyed tonight's crazy show. This is Phil. This is Darren. This has been Brandon, also known as Patrick Hell. And this is Greg. Until next time, Mech Warrior. Mech Warrior.